The Bo Show. Can you be a good Mormon if you're not straight? I can't be a part of the religion if I'm a practicing homosexual. That was harder than saying I'm gay. Is marriage the answer to your prayers? I wanted her to be my wife, and I wanted to be able to fulfill her in every way that a husband can. And then, an awakening. As soon as we touched lips, I was like, I am so gay. Magical. It was the best moment of my life. Now, imagine being Mormon, gay, married, and in the military. If a homosexual is found, he is somewhat targeted. They definitely will do a manhunt. Meet a man who is hunting for a way to be himself, being gay and Mormon, on The Bo Show. Eye to eye, heart to heart, man to man. The Bo Show. Mormonism. It's been in the headlines quite a bit this past year, whether it's for Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney holding a press conference to describe the religion or the yearning for Zion polygamous compound in Texas, where over 400 children were removed from their families for suspected child abuse. But there's another side to Mormonism, which we're going to dive into today. Being gay. For those of us who are unfamiliar with the Church of Latter-day Saints or LDS, belief in God and family is paramount. Marriage and procreation is key to the religion, and being sexual before marriage and definitely gay is strictly prohibited, which can lead to excommunication and being abandoned by your family and friends. On top of that, the gay man we're chatting with is not only Mormon, he was married to a woman and in the military. So those are three big birds and one giant whopping gay stone. Dan, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us. My pleasure. So you're a practicing Mormon. True. And you're gay. Yes. This must be hard. That would be an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) I could only imagine. So I did some research on Mormonism and what I found out is there's a lot of can-dos and a lot of can't-dos. What does it mean to be Mormon? Mormonism is not just a Sunday religion. You don't just go on Sunday. It's not a holiday religion. You don't just go on holidays. It's very much a way of life. There's a thing called the Word of Wisdom, which basically states you cannot have alcohol, coffee, tea, and it also gives the can-dos, like the you should eat meat sparingly, you should eat lots of fruits and vegetables, basically a a simple diet. Can you chew gum? Of course. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You can't have alcohol. That's awful. I've actually uh, tried to have a drink with Dan, but uh, he always has Shirley Temple, so you could imagine how much fun it is going out with him. Gets crazy. I like to call it ginger ale with grenadine, if you will. It's still pink. (laughs) All right. But in my research, I also saw a lot of this common theme of what's right and being a good Mormon. And those, those phrases are in quotes. What does this mean? Why does everyone live by this what's right? What is right and what is wrong with being a Mormon? You go to the temple a lot in the, in the Mormon faith. It's not what you normally do on Sundays. It's a huge thing in the Mormon faith. And so you have to be living by certain standards in order to get this temple recommend. What are those standards? They include a faith in God, Jesus Christ, a belief in many Mormon tenets like the law of chastity, which is not having sex outside of marriage. And that's anybody, gay, straight, whatever. You're not allowed to touch. You're not allowed to be sexual. Right. It's estimated that there's more than 12 million LDS members worldwide, which means there could be tens of thousands who are gay. I was shocked to see how many gay Mormons there are, and there's support groups for these gay Mormons, too. Tell me, what does it mean now to be gay and Mormon and the challenges you face? In all honesty, the hardest part about coming out was never coming out to friends. That was the easy part. It was coming out to my family and not saying to my family I'm gay, but saying I can't be a part of the religion if I'm a practicing homosexual. That was harder than saying I'm gay. Was your family the very first group of people you told? Actually, no. It was my ecclesiastical leader, my bishop, when oh. I was 14. 
What did you say to him? Hey, hey, guy, I'm gay. I had discovered the miraculous action of masturbation. Oh. <laughs> and I also knew that as a teenager, I received this pamphlet called For the Strength of Youth, which every young Mormon receives, which gives you a list of guidelines that you're supposed to follow. And one of the things in there that you cannot do is masturbate. And so I felt guilty for my masturbation. So I went into the bishop and told him that I was masturbating. He then asked me, do you masturbate to men or women? And I said, men. Wait, he specifically asked yeah. that question? <laughs> yes, he did. This is not the first time he heard this thing. I'm because, certain. Because that's a really random question to ask someone. Yeah. So what were you looking at? Like Playgirl magazines? No, I didn't have any porn actually at all. It was really just like television and sex ed books. That reminds me when I was younger, I used to uh, always wait for like Kmart flyers and the JCPenney right. magazine and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Men in their underwear. Oh, and definitely. Stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people could relate. How did he respond to you afterwards? Did he say that, okay, you cannot be gay? No, no. He said, I cannot masturbate. He said I, he wasn't going to discuss it with my parents. He wasn't going to embarrass me or anything like that. But I came in sort of with an attitude. I wanted to change. I wanted to be good, a good Mormon again. So he thought that then this was going to be kind of like a reparative therapy kind of sort of? In a sense, yeah. So you were trusting in God. Were you praying a lot? Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I read a lot about that, that a lot of gay men and gay women who are Mormon say, okay, you know what? If I sit down and pray a lot, you know, the sun's going to shine on me and one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be cured. It was more than just praying. It was fasting and reading the scriptures a lot and also believing that if I was worthy to go on a mission later when I turned 19, that God would make me straight. If I did all the things that were lined out by the Mormon church, then God would see that I wanted to be good in the eyes of God and therefore he would help me to be straight. Dan, did you think being gay was a sin and did you feel flawed? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, very much so. And you didn't talk to anyone about it. You just kept it inside yourself. Not a soul. Yeah, for a long time. How did you deal with that? As a kid, I was very involved in my academics. So in high school, I just threw myself into every possible thing to keep my mind off it. And extracurricular activities from school, drama, music. I know a lot of gay men and women who are Mormon fear losing their family, losing the religion through excommunication. Did you come out to your family? I did. How old were you when you came out to your family? Because I know when you came out to your leader, your bishop, you were 14. Right. I was 24. 10 years? Yeah. It took you 10 years? Yeah. How did they take it? Initially, I actually came out to them over the phone because I was telling them that... You're brave. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. No, you are very brave for coming out. It's hard. It is hard. I, and it was hard because I was also married at the time, and I was telling them that I was no longer going to be married because I was gay. Did they know already, though? Because I know a lot of parents. I know mine. They said they didn't know, but now after years and years of discussing it, they knew. Yeah, definitely. My mother said the next day when she called again, is it my fault or I feel like I knew, pretty much knew. And Like, honey, why is Brian running around dressed like Wonder Woman? <laughs> why isn't he Superman? Yeah. He's not gay. No, that's normal. All right. There was an ABC News article called Gay Mormons Face Excommunication. And there was one man they chatted with, and his name was Daniel Holsinger. And he had a quote that I just want to see if it resonates with you. He said, I felt a huge love and fulfillment in the church in many ways, and I loved the values. And there was a strong notion, though, that I was a sinner. Fundamentally, who I am is hated and reviled by God. Very much so. There's a book called The Miracle of Forgiveness that I was actually given by my bishop when I came out to him, if you will, when I was 14. In the book, President Kimball, who was a prophet of the church in the 70s, he wrote basically that homosexuality is evil in the eyes of God. And in fact, he even states part of it says that masturbation can lead to homosexuality. And so I took that to mean 
because I masturbated, that's what made me gay. And if I stop, then I can be straight. Did you stop masturbating? Yes, I did. Completely? Yes. <laughs> wow, there was a lot of pent-up energy inside of you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I know by 19 you have to serve a mission which lasts at least two years. Right. You did this, obviously. Yes, in We're, Italy. I don't know much about it, but I know mission is usually you and another man partnered up in a very nice, cute white shirt and tie and a name tag. Yeah. And you walk around and you're gay together. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, in the gay mind, that would be how it works. I know also men are sent on these missions sometimes because they're gay and it's kind of a way for them to uh, be shipped away and to rethink things. It, I think it used to be that way. Now the church, if you have ever had any inclination towards homosexuality, they usually try to deter you from going nowadays. But ba- definitely back even just five or six years ago, they used to do that. So when you went, this was also kind of like a, a saving grace maybe? You kind of were sent and you were like, okay, when I come back, I am going to be a straight man and want to marry a woman. Oh, definitely. Me in my own heart, in my own mind, in what I had read, what I had been taught through the church, that if I went... I really believed I had a strong faith that it would go away and that I would become straight. Every day this is something that was on your mind because you were not working towards coming to terms with yourself. You were coming to terms with changing yourself. Yeah. That had to be the hardest thing in the world to never once really be comfortable with who you were. It was extremely tough, especially because I was surrounded by very cute guys. Like there were many times I would live in an apartment with four missionaries, not just my companion. So his companion. That's what we were, were to call them. <laughs> our companion. So, in, in Italian, it was it's sort of a different. I've actually spoken with other gay Mormons who went on missions who actually had interactions with their companions, sexual interactions. So they were gay. Uh huh. They went away and they couldn't wait to go on their mission because they were like, whoa, this is like Brokeback Mountain. I get <laughs> to go so. away and I can't wait to come back. This is my saving grace. I was highly naive on my mission. I really, truly was. I never even thought that anyone else was dealing with the same thing that I was dealing with. You said you lived in an apartment with four guys. So, I mean, there was a lot of sexual tension just coming from you. I mean, did, were there ever moments when you like... Look at them come out of the shower. Are you kidding? With their oh, shirts yeah. on. Really? Uh-huh. And more than that, like... <laughs> you little dirty Mormon boy. <laughs> but I, so but I, can, I confess to God every night in my prayers and always ask for forgiveness. I, and I say that jokingly, but honestly, I would. I'd say, God, I'm trying really hard. At least I'm not acting out on these thoughts. Did you ever masturbate on this mission to those boys? No. Oh, my. You wanted to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this mission lasts for two years and you finish that up. Is that when you went to Brigham Young University, BYU? My family had moved to Alabama, so I went home to Alabama. I was there for a few months. I hated it. And then I went to BYU. BYU. And I found out when a lot of people go to BYU, they actually get married while they're at school. And that's very common to be married before you graduate. Oh, yes. Do people Over 50% of BYU undergrads are married by the you, time they graduate. You guys are really on the fast track to getting those kids and building up that family and that religion. It's in the culture, I guess. Mormonism. There's actually a quote from Brigham Young, the second prophet of the Mormon church, that says, male at age 27 is a menace to society because he's not married. You hear that quote constantly mentioned when you're at BYU. So while you were at BYU and three years after your mission, you meet a woman and you got married. Oh, yes. What was going through your head? I served a good mission and I was a good Mormon, and so I deserved to get married and have kids like the Mormons do. All good Mormons are supposed to do? Right. I also saw that marriage was once offered as a cure for homosexuality. So did you think that maybe she... Veronica. Could we say that maybe Veronica was a sign from God to you to say, okay, here you are. Here's your chance to be straight. I certainly believe that in my naive little head. (laughs) In my mind, it wasn't I'm going to be cured. It was I've done everything God told me to do. So Veronica is not the cure, but the idea of getting married is going to be a cure. So you got married to her full on knowing that you still considered yourself a gay man. Oh, yes. I told her before we even got engaged. You told her? Yeah. You said, I'm a gay man. I told her that I was attracted to men. And she was okay with this. 
uh, yeah, I mean, she pretty much said, as long as you don't cheat on me, as long as you're true to me, as long as you want to have kids, then yeah, I still want to date you, basically. At that point, we hadn't really decided to get married, but we were definitely talking about So she must have really liked you. Yeah, and I really liked her, I'm not going to lie. Did you have romantic feelings towards her? I did have romantic feelings towards her. I don't know how physical they were necessarily because I had never been with a woman or a man, so I, I really had no idea. Did you like kissing her? Um, I think that is the answer right there. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I liked it because I liked the idea of kissing and because I'd never kissed anyone. She's the first person I kissed. So that was exciting for me, but it was just going through the motions for me. Did you pop the question or did she? I did. Were you um, nervous about the whole marriage thing and what actually comes along with getting married? Very nervous. The <laughs> night before the wedding, I came down with this horrible fever. I was really sick. I was so drugged up on the wedding day, I don't even really remember what happened. You're probably mentally drained and you know, completely filled with anxiety about having to perform that evening. Yeah, looking back on it, I definitely know that it was my own body reacting to how I was penting up these anxieties. So let's just fast forward to the wedding night because that's just so exciting right there. Okay, so you guys go into your uh, hotel room, I guess. You guys decide time to have sex. No, I was too sick. We didn't do anything. You didn't do anything on your wedding night? No. No kissing? Um, well, I guess maybe we kissed a little bit. Not really. You full on didn't want to have sex? I was, I was honestly so sick. Even if it was a guy, I don't know if I would have had sex. Like, that sounds terrible, but, well, I probably well, would have. You are a guy. You're probably right. I would have. So when did you have sex with her? Did you have it, you know, the next night? Did you have it while you were on your honeymoon? Yeah. We left the very next morning. We stayed the night at, like, her sister's place across the street or something. Oh, well, then you also didn't want to do it when you're at her sister's but place. But there was nobody there. Her family had, was gone. The house was empty. Oh, because they us. wanted you to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we had a place to stay. So you guys eventually do. What day was this? Like, day two, I, day three, day four? It was the next night. We had gone on the road, and we were staying in a hotel. How did you put yourself up to that? How did that feel? I was anxious, and I didn't perform well at all. What was going through your head? I had to think about guys in order to do it. And I had never even been with a guy, so I was just fantasizing this happy thoughts in my head. So when you touched her, you were thinking about touching men? Yeah, pretty much. How long were you married for? Four months. Are you kidding? Why did you even bother getting married in the first place? I forced myself. It wasn't like the church forced me to get married, but definitely the church puts a huge emphasis on being married. So in that four months, how many times do you think you and your wife actually were intimate? Less than 20. Were there ever any romantic moments where, you know, things kind of seemed real? Yes. I mean, there was a moment... We were sitting on the couch, and she turned to me, and she's like, kiss me. And so I turned to her, and we started kissing. It was a short kiss, but it was passionate and nice. And she comes back, and, you know, she's got that look on her face like, oh, that was a wonderful kiss. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I finished what I'm supposed to do. And, and then she says, did you feel that? And I was like, feel what? And, like, her whole face dropped. She's like... The fireworks and the butterflies? Right. She's like, you know, like the movie magic. Like, you want to kiss me so bad. And you didn't feel it. And I was like, I really honestly had no idea what she was talking about. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. She was, of course, crushed. And I was kind of like, No sex that night. <laughs> no, seriously. She really made me sleep on the couch. You then decide to end the marriage. And do you guys both talk about it? Or was it pretty much just from your side saying, you know what? This isn't working. We need to get a divorce. No, it was. Well, we talked about it. And actually, we tried to do things to make the marriage work. Like we bought a, bought a Kama Sutra book. We thought maybe if we tried new sexual positions or something, it would make it Oh, because better. you really enjoyed having sex so much. Yeah, that didn't work, obviously. So we eventually decided that it really should just be over. 
Is it a divorce or is it an annulment? It was an annulment. So it's as if it never happened. Exactly. Are you in touch with her at all now? No, she does not keep in touch with me. Really? Yeah, she told me actually when she got engaged to her now husband yeah. that she did not want to have any contact with me. Because weren't you kind of like best friends? Definitely. So that had to hurt. Not only were you gay and alone and couldn't really talk to people about it, but you also lost your best friend. Yeah, definitely. I, I loved her in every possible way except physically. And I really tried the physical. I tried in every possible way. And, and, and maybe people can relate to this, but honestly, I really wanted to love her as a wife. I wanted her to be my wife, and I wanted to be able to fulfill her in every way that a husband can. And it just never... And that's what made us decide that we needed to end it. At the end of the marriage, I definitely wanted a physical relationship with a man. Definitely. Let's move into that time to be with a man. <laughs> and nice. When did you think it was time to be with a guy? Um, <laughs> the day after the annulment? I dated a guy about a month after she left. And how did that feel compared to being with a woman? It on was fire? The, the, the moment when I had my first kiss with a guy, I was, we were sitting on the bed and, and it was obvious we were going to kiss each other. You know those moments. And it was everything that Veronica had described to me when we'd kissed, but I was actually feeling it. I had the butterflies, and as soon as we touched lips, it was fireworks going off. It was like, I was like, I am so gay. Magical. It was the best moment of my life. The best moment of yeah, your life? Yeah, I will never forget that moment, that, that first kiss. Never. Does this magical man have a name? His name was Sean. Sean, wow. Yeah. He was also a Mormon. Is this your first boyfriend? Yeah. How long did you and uh, him date for? Only for about six weeks. He was leaving to go to med school. Here's an interesting question. Six weeks. In that six weeks, how many times did you guys have sex? We actually didn't have sex. You didn't? But no. how many times did you kiss? All the time. We would sneak kisses everywhere. We'd <laughs> be driving in the car and we'd like sneak kisses with each other. Like at a red light, we'd make out. It was awesome. You know what's so wonderful about this? <laughs> just watching you in the studio. It's like when I'm chatting about you and Veronica, it's just kind of like talking to a robot. Like, <laughs> yes, I went through the motions. And then I say, oh, what was it like kissing Sean? And all of a sudden your hands are up and you're like, you're so happy. You are a thrilled gay man. And I realized it because of him. So he left to go you know become a doctor so did you decide then okay you know what i'm gonna still be gay or did you decide to go back to mormonism i went back to mormonism i was still at byu at the time i felt severe guilt for having kissed him i went to my bishop and said i kissed a man and he knows what's going on he's like okay here's this guy he just divorced his <laughs> wife he kissed some dude let him just be well my therapist said that but my bishop said you know stay away from the kissing Here's something interesting that I saw about the religion of Mormonism. You can be gay, but you just can't practice it. Exactly. They do not hate you for being a homosexual. They hate you for acting on the feelings of homosexuality. They literally hate. I, I shouldn't say hate. I mean, I really don't. Some people have been actually very kind to me about it. Like, I'm still I'm an active member of the church. I go every Sunday. I actually teach Sunday school. Do they know that you practice the gay lifestyle? Yeah, they do. You're not excommunicated. No. How did you manage this one? Good question. I, I, I lied a little. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? The fact of the matter is the bishop told me that, I mean, I told him that I had been sexually active in the past, that my intention was to only be sexually active with a man after I basically am ready to marry them, if you will. So I've sort of like taken a vow of abstinence, if you will, at this point, sure. because I really feel like I want to be sure about the person that I'm intimate with. Right. And something that I see is you just can't get rid of something that's a part of you. I saw a quote from uh, Mary Beth Rains. She's a therapist. And she said, think of the thing that is absolutely the most important thing to you in the whole entire world. And now you don't have it anymore. And she just put in such real terms right there to anybody. Think about what means the most to you in this life. And it might be a lover or your children. Now it's gone. Do you think that gay could ever go away from you? <laughs> No. There were times when I dreamed that it would, and I wished that it would, but it's not going to. 
Since you were such a sucker for pain, so you were Mormon, you got married, and then you got an annulment, and then you decided to enlist in the Army. Yeah. Let's talk about that third bird that you're going to hit with a stone. Yeah. What was going through your mind? I didn't join the military because I wanted to continue hiding being gay. Looking back, I think probably I did. But the fact of the matter was I had graduated with undergrad degree in linguistics. They said the best route to go would be in the military. And I take it the military, they did not ask and you did not tell. Did anyone ever wonder, hey, is there something a little weird about that cadet over there, that linguistic guy? <laughs> Maybe. Nobody ever said anything to me. It's There's a lot of things in place in the military now where they're called EO violations, equal opportunity violations. And if somebody is making fun of you for being gay, you can report them and then they get in trouble. Where were you stationed? After basic training, I was stationed at the Defense Language Institute in Monterey, California. Okay. That's probably not the worst place for a gay to be placed. No, actually, it was probably one of the best places for a gay to be. Did you date anybody? I did. You I dated did. while you were in the military? Uh-huh. So you were a gay man who was Mormon, and you dated a man while you were in the Army. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really fight the system, don't you? Sure do. And you win. I sort of win, <laughs> if you want to call it that. When you were in the Army, are gays targeted? If a homosexual is found, he is somewhat targeted. They definitely ask for more names. They definitely will do a manhunt, if you will. I was never targeted before, if anybody even suspected. it was. I didn't feel that way at all. Were you ever scared? I was definitely scared. What were you scared of? I was scared of someone finding out. Because in all honesty, as much as the military was kind of crazy, I really liked my job and the idea of my job. So I didn't want to get kicked out for something so stupid. Eventually, you do tell your commander. Why? It's a little complicated. I had to get a top secret clearance in order to be in military intelligence. And in that top secret clearance, they do a background check. And the background check is done by an independent company. So I received that phone call, and in that phone call, the man said, we found a discrepancy. The military had lost some of my paperwork. Even though I had given them my annulment papers that were general, that had nothing (gasps) specific in it, they had lost them. And so the independent company just sent for them from the courts, and the courts sent them everything. In the papers, it's written, I am a homosexual, therefore, that violates Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So then that means you're going to get out of there with a dishonorable charge. Um, Not necessarily. This is what the guy told me on the phone. He said, if you come out to your commander before we send this paperwork in for your security clearance, it could help alleviate any issues because you're coming out to them. Basically, that will give you two choices. You can either stay in the military even though you came out, but you have to be very, very careful because the moment they see anything homosexual, they will probably try to kick you out. Otherwise, I would just get discharged. In my case, I got an honorable discharge because I had been a good soldier up to that point. So when you told your commander, how long did it take? Was it like two weeks, three weeks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, having talked to everyone, they said it usually takes about two weeks. Okay. Mostly because of liability issues. Like if anyone finds out about it, they want you out as soon as possible. When I told my commander that I was gay, he directly ordered me not to say anything to anyone at that point. And so it took about six and a half months. How many years ago was this? This was in 2005. So not so long ago. Nope. In that time then, you've been out of the military and you've become a school teacher. You teach linguistics. I teach languages. Give me a foreign language right now. Italian? Yeah, go. Che cosa vuoi che io dica? What did you just say right there? Hot gay man is sitting across from me? No, I said, what do you want me to say? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> say hot gay man sitting across from me. Um, un homosessuale che è molto bello che si siede mm. a propos- uh, I don't know. The that word. sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you. Okay, so recently I do know that um, you've been doing some stuff with your family, and I do recall you mentioning that you had written a letter to them recently. It's true. And right before Christmas, I had written them a letter. I mean, I had come out to them when the annulment happened, but I basically told them that I was not going to be a practicing homosexual, that I was going to be a good Mormon, and I was going to do those things that were good and stay a celibate man. That wasn't the case. It wasn't true. And I felt like I'd been lying to my family for years. It was too much. So I wrote them a really long letter, basically explaining everything that had happened to me. 
How did they respond? My mother in particular was very understanding. I mean, we had a very long conversation and it really lasted over a weekend. She basically said to me, if you bring home a man, I will welcome him into my home and love him just as much as you do. And so it was, it was like one of the most <laughs> unexpected but beautiful moments. It was great. What did uh, Big Papa say? He was really just as loving. I mean, I didn't have a long conversation with him about it, but he definitely said he still loved me just the same. And he said to me that he was glad to know because he didn't want to say anything that made me uncomfortable. Because I had mentioned in my letter that my father would say a lot of things about, like, who are you dating now? What girl's going to be the next wife and stuff like that? And now he realizes that it offends me, and that was good. How does it feel to be completely out of the closet now, and where do you see yourself? I feel so free, honestly, and I see myself finding the right one and settling down. Does this one have to be Mormon? No, not necessarily, though I wouldn't mind. (laughs) Are they welcoming to a Mormon man marrying another man who isn't Mormon? Like, (laughs) That's a good question, actually. (laughs) Wow, what an interesting question. I I could only imagine the answer, but let me ask you about you and your family. What what do you think? That's a really interesting question. My mother actually said to me about a week after I sent that letter, she was talking to me on the phone, and we were just talking about things, and she said, you know what, are you dating anyone right now? And I was like, actually, I think I was, I was like, I was dating people, and and she's like, well, um, are you dating anyone Mormon? (laughs) And I was like... I, um, I'd like to. I think it'd be fun to date a gay Mormon, but they also have serious <laughs> issues, it seems, at times, too, because I have dated them in the past. But she was like, I'd really like you to settle down with someone who has those kind of values in their family. Of course. I will definitely find somebody that respects my values and has similar values. Let me ask you one more big question here. Mm-hmm. How can you still consider yourself a Mormon knowing how the LDS church feels about you? I receive that question a lot from a lot of people because I am still fairly active and I don't know how to respond. Is it safe to say that you believe everything you're teaching and everything you're doing with the religion, but instead of it being with a woman, it's with a man? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Seems fair to me. Love is love. It is. And it's idealistic, but don't we all have an idealistic view of love? I think we do. Dan, what do you have to say to the Mormon guy who's sitting out there right now who may have found this online and he's listening to you? What do you have to say to this guy who is scared and alone? If you have to choose between the church and your own life or your own self, choose yourself. The church does not matter that much. It's not worth it. Choose love before you choose destruction. And in all honesty, if the church is teaching you to self-hate that much that you want to hurt yourself, there's something wrong and you need to leave. I don't know what the statistics are, but I saw there was a high rate of suicide. There is a high rate. And oftentimes, especially male demographic of like 18 to 30, most of the time it's because they are gay. What's your favorite thing about being gay? And just to give this a little positive upswing for anyone who's listening, what's your favorite thing about about being gay and being with a man? The butterflies, (laughs) in all honesty. They exist. They do, and I didn't know they did. Flutter, (laughs) flutter, flutter. I didn't know they did, and that's the most exciting thing. It really truly is, because if straight people are allowed to feel it, why can't I? And you do, and you will again and again and again. Mm All right, Dan, I want to wrap up the show the way I end it all the time. It's kind of like AA. I am gay, and I know it, so I wear it proud. My name is Brian, and I'm gay. My name is Dan, and I'm gay. And Mormon. And Mormon. Was in the military. Was in the military. And was married to a woman. And was married to a woman. (laughs) Dan, thank you so much. My pleasure. The Bo Show.